Hey, good morning. Welcome to Carry On Guns. Uh, we've got Larry Wayland in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And uh, Scott Van Kirk is on board with us, a firearms trainer, former law enforcement. Uh, Scott, welcome. Glad to have you on with us, too. Jo Dr. John Lott will be with us in just a second, maybe uh, 30 seconds here. i got to get a couple of quick answers uh, from a listener who said, uh, have you heard, uh, heard that you have to have a buffer tube that cannot accept a brace to be legal? Uh, we were talking about the pistol braces before the break. Um, I have heard that also, but not from ATF. If you simply remove the brace from the existing buffer tube, that it's either a multi-position buffer tube or if it was a friction fit brace, if you just remove the brace, it, it matches. It, it, you have successfully made your gun not a short-barreled rifle. You've, you've complied with the law. Um, All right. So okay. and the, the brace the, the brace ruling says the braces are not illegal, so you can possess it. It's not illegal to have one. It's just illegal for it to be attached to a unregistered uh, short barrel rifle. Uh, and then finally, this. And then we get to Doctor Lot in regards to what Larry was saying about the gun brace rule. If I want to change the pistol into a rifle by adding a longer barrel, do I need to get a permit from the feds to manufacture a firearm? Thanks. No. Um, no. If, if you bought it as a pistol and you make it a rifle, you can do that. If you cannot buy a rifle and make it a pistol, that is a violation. But you can, buy, you can have a pistol and make it a rifle, no violation, no, no, no permission, no registration, no, no additional hoops. Just put the barrel on, now it's a rifle. Okay. Coming up, show and tell. Uh, but right now, Dr. John Lott is with us. Uh, false statistics fly as California Democrats push for gun control laws that already failed. John, welcome to the program. How are you this morning? Do, doing great. Good to talk to you again. Glad to have you with us. After Friday's mass public shooting in Israel that left seven people dead, Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu announced firearm licensing will be expedited and expanded in order to enable thousands of additional citizens to carry weapons. Gee, that's a complete different mindset than we have in California or in the country, isn't it? Well, it's surely different than in California, but uh, a lot of the United States uh, would encourage people to be able to go and carry. I mean, you have 25 states that are constitutional carry, including uh, your state. Uh, you have Florida and Nebraska, which are very likely to move to constitutional carry this year, and maybe one or two others. Uh, so, I mean, uh, that makes it so that people are able to quickly carry, that you don't have to wait for a permitting process. Obviously, you have a lot of states, though, like uh, New York and New Jersey and Maryland and uh, California, which are moving to make it impossible uh, for people to be able to go and carry. I mean, they used to have May issue laws, <clears throat> California did, uh, and you, once you got your permit, you were pretty much able to carry it any place. But now that they're forced uh, to move to objective permitting rules, uh, these states essentially want to make the state, entire states, uh, uh, gun-free zones. In New Jersey, the law that they passed there uh, said that uh, you weren't allowed to carry in any establishment that, uh, uh, you know, allowed people in, basically, any business, any restaurant, any grocery store, any church, any school, or within 100 feet of them. So, I mean, try carrying in any 
kind of uh, town. Uh, you know, obviously 100 feet, you probably couldn't even drive down the middle of the street because you'd be within 100 feet of, uh, of a business or a restaurant. Uh, you, you're right, I, and this is interesting because I got an email from a friend. Uh, somebody had written a, a, a story at the, in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch about how it's more dangerous in Missouri than it is in California uh, because we have lax gun laws, and, and that's how they described it in the uh, dispatch. But you're right, the per capita rate of mass shootings, which higher in California than anywhere else in the country? Well, I mean, California has had, uh, according to the gun control groups themselves, uh, the strictest gun control in the country. Uh, and they have had a much, much higher rate of uh, mass public shootings than the rest of the United States or, uh, uh, or you know, like a state like Texas. I mean, you look over uh, the period of time from 2000 on or from 2010 on or 2020 on, and it was true in all those times. What happened was uh, uh, there's a kind of a left-wing group that uh, Gavin Newsom cites that picked uh, years from uh, 2019 through 2020, uh, which is kind of just arbitrary. I mean, just why those two years? Well, in those two years, uh, California had a, a low rate of mass public shootings, but... Um, you know, it's uh, it seems kind of strange just to pick those particular years that are there. Uh, it seems to be, you know, their their uh, assault weapons ban went into effect in uh, 2000. So look at the period after 2000, or look at uh, you know some other narrower period after that, but uh, um, you know a little bit broader period than just. Uh, you know, a couple of years that they have there out of all those years. Um, you know, it, it, whenever I look at these statistics, John, I, I see lies, damn lies, uh, and statistics on the left. The, the uh, and, and you point one out in this uh, piece that you wrote in The Federalist. Um, uh, however you write, uh, most other Democrats are unwilling to concede that their laws aren't working. On Saturday, Biden tweeted the claim that he has often made in the 10 years that the assault weapon ban was on the books, mass shootings went down. But uh, you you disagree with him uh, about the uh, assault weapon aspect of this. Yeah, look, I mean, if, uh, if it's going to have any effect on anything, it's going to be mass public shootings with assault weapons. And mass public shootings with assault weapons didn't fall. They stayed the same. Uh, what I mean, overall, uh, mass public shootings fell, but essentially what that means is that the, sh the percentage of mass public shootings with assault weapons actually went up. Look, if, if an assault weapons ban was important and, or had any beneficial impact in terms of reducing them, then uh, the only way you can have it have an impact is one, that the number of attacks with assault weapons fell, but not only that, that their share fell, that it had to be a big drop in assault weapons attacks uh, was what drove the overall drop in mass public shootings. And that's not the case. In fact, as I just said, uh, you, however you count it, uh, what you see is that the, the percentage of mass public shootings involving assault weapons actually rose. 
during that period of time. And so uh, I don't know how you can go and attribute uh, any drop to an assault weapons ban. <laughs> kind of defies logic. Governor Newsom put out a fact sheet purporting to prove, quote, California gun safety policies save lives, provide model for a nation seeking solutions. And according to the report from 1993 to 2017, California's firearm mortality rate declined by 55%, four times the decrease in the rest of the nation. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, here's the problem. Uh, in March uh, 1994, uh, California's three-strike law went into effect. You know, they wanted they they had a, a a gun control law, the original assault weapons ban in California went into effect in 1990. Between 1990 and 1993, uh, firearms deaths in California increased and actually increased fairly dramatically. It was only once uh, the three strikes rule went into effect that that it fell, but you know, it, give me a theory for why when you put the assault weapons ban into effect, it would ha you'd have three years, actually four years, of an increase in in firearms uh, deaths, and then uh, four years afterwards, it would start to fall. Uh, there's like no theory for that that I know of. What uh, it seems to me is that you made it a lot more risky for criminals to go and commit crimes with the uh, three strikes rule. And it's right when that went into effect that you began to see, but you know, he doesn't mention that the people that he cites never mentioned uh, the three strikes law that went into effect. And they don't explain why, uh, why uh, firearms deaths rose for four years uh, after it and then fell. They're good at giving you uh, correlation, not particularly good at causation. No, no, it's not even good at correlation. They don't, why, you know, because if you just want to have correlation, you know, why did it go up for four years? Yeah, but they're not giving uh, you right that. They're not giving you that. Yeah, uh, no, they don't mention that. Yeah. Um, so um, it, it seems that there are all kinds of things that they just don't take into account. Look, you've been doing this for years. I've known you for years. I've had you on a, a gazillion times uh, because of your expertise. You've got to know the other side. Why are they distorting? Do they do they they do realize they're they distorting? Can't win otherwise. Huh? They, yeah. Well, I mean, they can't win otherwise. I mean, it's just they get tons of money. Uh, they have the media, both the news and entertainment, television on their side. Um, academia is overwhelmingly, uh, you know, liberal left-wing Democrats. And it's just, you know, uh, and we put out a lot of stuff this year on, uh, on entertainment television cop shows. I mean, you would look over the last 20 years on anything on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, to find anything where uh, there was a successful defensive gun use that occurred. Over and over and over again, uh, something goes wrong. Either they shoot the wrong person or the gun's taken away from them or they get in the way of the police and don't let the police be able to go and do their jobs. Um, the, the only show that I know of over the last 20 years on entertainment uh, television uh, type shows that had a successful defensive gun use was Paramount's Yellowstone. 
Um, and uh, uh, But everything else, all the other programs, uh, show something that goes wrong. Yeah. And uh, it's just so far divorced from reality. Um, we, over the period of 2014 to 2021, uh, there are about 360 active shooting attacks in the United States. Um, uh, 124 of those involved uh, civilians with permanent concealed handguns who stopped the attacks. And not one of those did the permit holder who stopped an active shooting attack uh, accidentally shoot the wrong person, shoot a bystander. And not one of those attacks uh, was the gun taken away from them. And not one of those attacks uh, did uh, the permit holder get in the way of police and prevent them from being able to go and do their job. Uh, you know, it. so, you know, it's just completely diametrically opposed uh, to what happens in reality. They're showing every single time and it's gone into hyperdrive uh, in the current television season. Um, uh, everything from the rookie to Chicago PD to uh, the various FBI shows on uh, CBS are constantly, uh, and the Law and Order shows on uh, NBC are constantly showing uh, civilians who have permanent concealed handguns using them improperly accidentally shooting the wrong person, get in the way of the police uh, every single time, every single time. Well, and yet that never happens, uh, you know, in reality. Well, but, I, but I think you ought to feel guilty about ruining the filmic experience for me. Because every time I watch one of those shows and they come out with a fully automatic weapon, I think, this 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 almost never happens, um, well, and, you know, and you pointed it out. Never happens. It it virtually never happens. So you have uh, since the late 1930s, there's been one firearms murder in the United States involving a machine gun. Um, you know, it's just crazy. And yet, uh, two seasons ago. Eighty-five uh, percent of uh, of the guns used by criminals on these entertainment uh, uh, cop shows uh, were machine guns. I mean, you can watch one episode of uh, Magnum PI and have more people killed with a machine gun uh, than you've had in the entire United in Hawaii in one <laughs> day than you had in the entire United States uh, since the 1930s. All right, so. Uh, if you want more information, uh, go to uh, Dr. Lott's website. Give them the website, uh, John, so that uh, they can uh, get all the information to fight the anti-gunners. CrimeResearch.org. CrimeResearch.org. CrimeResearch is one word. And, uh, and make a donation if you can so he can keep doing the work that he does. John, thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate All right. It. Dr. John Lott, more guns, less crime, and crimeresearch.org. It's Gary on Guns, answering questions, show and tell, all coming up. Hey, good morning. Glad to have you with us. Larry Wayland is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And Scott Van Kirk along with uh, with Larry. Larry uh, Scott is a, a former law enforcement. He's a firearms trainer and a very good one at that. Uh, got a message from uh, Michael. He says, hey, Gary, would you ask Larry? If he has any semi-automatic 12 gauges in stock, if so, 
What do they start at? Thanks. They start at three seventy-five. Uh, we heard the confidence in my voice. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, right in that range. Uh, in addition to the ones we have on the shelf, we have all of our digital inventory that's at the distributors. Uh, those semi-auto shotguns will probably start as low as uh, as low as three hundred bucks and go up from there. The, a lot um, of the a lot of the Turkish stuff. A lot of the Turkish imports, um, but the good, reliable shotguns at, at great price points. Um, we are ranging all the way up to you know we carry the the Browning and the and the yeah. Berettas also through the through the web selection, but in store I think um, just under uh, just under four dollars for some auto twelve gauge because because generally the Turkish import shotguns are somebody else's already established system and design yeah. that they're just building. Yeah, pro- proven design, just yeah, they're not, made in another country. and They're not building anything that they invented. They're just saying, oh, hey, this works great. This works great. Let's make more of these. A little, <laughs> little hit a price point and uh, yeah, yeah. G- good stuff. So, yes, come see us. All right. Now, if somebody is listening online and they're not in the neighborhood, uh, maybe not even in the state... Mm-hmm. Um, modernarms.biz modernarms.biz I was going to say if someone's listening online and they're not even in the state they're probably related to me <laughs> <laughs> but they'll never admit it how's things in I Wisconsin eh? <laughs> cold yeah. yeah they'll never admit it and I understand that uh, obsidian nine suppressor here. Yeah. XD, uh, what so um, yeah, we got the uh, Springfield XDM equipped with the um, obsidian uh, from Rugged Design. Um, we sell silencers; they are legal, and um, we make the process as simple as we can. Um, the nine millimeter Rugged Obsidian silencer is just a workhorse of a, of a can. Um, it's great on handguns, but it's even more ideal on pistol caliber carbines. Um, it's it's a lot of fun to shoot suppressed, and it's uh, it's it's is, just fun. Is this variable length? It is. Yeah, so you can okay. run it full length, or you can uh, make it a little K version. Take the first few baffles off. You see, how I you notice, know. See how I noticed that. Yeah, you're you're on top of things, kid. <laughs> you know, uh, we talk about suppressors from time to time on the program. It probably comes up once a month, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, most people, myself included, keep thinking, "Well, gee, it's going to take months to get the license." You're uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the fact is that if you'd gotten uh, if you'd applied for it when we started talking about it. You'd already have it. You'd already, You'd already have, have it, it by, by now. now. Yeah. It's like the trees I didn't plant five years ago. You know, yeah, I just wish I could sit under their shade. They're not tall. Um, yeah, they're not tall enough. So, you, yeah, you just start. Um, that uh, that rugged Obsidian 9 sells for uh, $611. Now, all of the silencers um, do require the $200 tax, uh, the, the federal excise tax that's added to them. Uh, but we can make that easy as, as easy as possible at Modern Arms. All right. And, Scott, uh, you know, take a look at the uh, website uh, for Gary and Cons on Facebook, uh, and you'll see that they also sell sullencers. <laughs> I like a good sullencer. You got to like a sullencer. <laughs> <laughs> Gary and Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. And uh, Larry Whalen, Scott Van Kirk with us. Larry from Modern Arms. Brown Station location. The Brown Station Brown location. Brown Station yeah. location. See, you know, they tell me that I'm old, but his voice is just changing. <laughs> um, 1980 uh, uh, Smith and Wesson 645, 45 yeah. AC. Yeah, this is, yeah. A, this is a, 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 a flash. Classic. That's a classic. classic. A blast from the past. That's right. Um, no, this is a, a beautiful stainless steel uh, Smith and Wesson uh, model 645. This is the generation prior 
to the 45 that Don Johnson carried. That's right. On Miami Vice. Miami, Miami Vice. Vice. <laughs> you can be Miami Vice cool That's right. with this gun. Um, it's a single stack. It, it's um, got some lines that look similar to a 1911, but it is a double action gun with uh, manual safety, decocker, and uh, magazine disconnect. Ooh, all of the best features. All the best features yeah. of the 1980s. But a, but a beautiful stainless steel <laughs> Smith & Wesson uh, semi-auto that's... It's just classic. I don't know. Like I say, this it's, is actually, it's, it's a beautiful little retro pistol. Yeah, this is a really good one. It is, to be honest, because I I uh, I hate to age myself. I mean, it's not like I was carrying a flintlock like like Gary was or anything like that. But um, mm. back in the nineties, <laughs> mid nineties, yeah, my department issued this generation of pistol. Oh, nice. Okay, except the nine millimeter version. Yeah, and um, this is much nicer than the one I carried. And you know this in a uh, in a ten millimeter would, was uh, prone to uh, a lot of frame troubles. Uh, the, the uh, Smith and Wesson uh, yeah, ten seventy six ten seventy six those uh, yeah. those uh, a lot of those with broken frames a lot, just, a lot of warranty work on those. That, but the forty five just ran forever. I yeah, mean, you, you no, just, no, no, people still talk about the can't 45s. shoot this gun out. Yeah, yeah, people still talk about the forty fives. The ten was. Uh, wasn't it um, basically a barrel swap and a couple of parts, and we'll just throw this baby in a ten and yeah. a forty-five frame and see how she runs? Yeah, just for a little while. <laughs> she runs great just, for a little while. Just for a little while. Oh, yeah. But the forty-five is, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a lower pressure round and it's a, a, a duty weapon. You know, a lot of departments used them. It's a full-size gun, uh, good sight radius. Um, oh, excellent sight radius. The balance and the um, grip angle on them is amazing. Um, these, this is a shooter. I'll be honest with you. It's a shooter. Eight-round mag capacity. Yep. Stainless steel gun. Unfortunately, this is a used gun that came in with just one magazine. But uh, they're, they're still available. I mean, yeah. we could help you source some of them. And you're probably going to end up paying 40 bucks a piece for mags yeah. somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. But, it's a, but it's, I mean, it's a, metal, it's a metal mag. So, I mean. Yeah. And unfortunately, not compatible with 1911 magazines. So no. It no. is its own proprietary magazine. But yeah. beautiful pistol. Yeah. Um, we, is, um, you know. Kind of old school cool. It is. It's old school cool. Like Gary. No. Boy, you guys don't even give it a rest, do you? No. He's, he no. He complimented. No, he that, was, that was a compliment. That was a compliment. Yeah, compliment. Yeah, compliment. Yeah, old school. I got the old compliment. School. <laughs> old school cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, listen, uh, that's not all he has. He also has a Smith & Wesson uh, 357. Yeah, the 686 plus. 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 So plus. the plus, plus is an extra round. So it's a seven-round, non-fluted 357 cylinder. Yeah. And um, seven-shot, nice, Four. heavy, stainless. This Four. is a three-inch yeah, three uh, three barrel with the full underlug, adjustable sights, um, you know, rubber hoe grips, and a great trigger. Ridiculous trigger. Really nice this trigger on great. this gun. This is full-on ridiculous <laughs> trigger. <laughs> Just a beautiful, clean, used gun uh, that we have that's... Um, it's just hard to beat a, yeah. a Smith & Wesson revolver. You did, this, you did this on purpose, didn't you? I did, absolutely. Bring this I, know in you, I know your weaknesses. And you bring this in and I end up buying it. That's okay, yeah, that'll so, work. Yeah. So now, now Scott's brokering the Ten Commandments, but boy, is he armed up. Yeah. Uh, every time he co-hosts, you manage to hook him on something. I try to, yeah. It's <laughs> I, to be honest with you, it's probably slightly higher than half the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you thought it was just camaraderie, yeah, but right. no. As I think of my last firearms purchase. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Ring of the bell. Yeah. All right. Uh, but wait, there's more. We yeah. Glock 47. Okay. So, Glock, 
Thank you, Glock. Thank you, so Glock. this is the Glock Model 47. What's a Glock 47, Scott? It's a 9mm. It is a 9mm. And, and its original design, if I'm not mistaken, was exclusively for the U.S. Border Patrol. Correct. And it was not available on the civilian market. But we have one but, right here. But now it is. Now it is, yeah. Now it's the Glock 47, which, of course, it being a Model 47, it is... A nine millimeter. Yeah, it's nine millimeter. Makes so much sense. Runs on seventeen round magazines. Yeah. It is optics cut, so it's part of their MOS uh, modular optics um, compatible. Um, they used a shortened guide rod spring, uh, so it's a, a a guide rod spring off of a Glock nineteen, mated with the frame of a Glock seventeen to make the. Forty-seven. Oh my god! But the same. If you add all that up somehow, you yeah. If you add the seventeen, the nineteen, and that equals forty-seven. There you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's just straight math. Come yeah, on. I'm glad you don't pay taxes for a living. I'll tell you that. Right. There's a, well, you have to you have to times it by a certain percentage yeah. of some sort. I don't yeah. remember what it is. So. The, the it's factoring. A, it's yeah. a secret. It's a Glock secret. Well, you how know what people you, you know where people you lose go the, into modern arms and and think a Glock nine uh, is a nine millimeter. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah, they ask for a Glock 40. Yeah. And is that a, you mean 40 Smith & Wesson or the Model 40, which is that's right. something else? Confusion. Yeah. Well, you know what? I like is. the Glock 22. Yeah. Oh, you mean the the Glock 44, which is in 22 long rifle, or the actual Glock 22, which is in 40 caliber? Thank you, Glock. Yes. You <laughs> well, it, what happened is, is the math gets lost in transa- translation from Austrian. I don't know the Austrian translation. That's right. That's, if you that's understood Austri- Austrian math, yeah. you'd know exactly what a 47 is. Anyway, uh, this is, and, and I appreciate that you haven't taken parts out and put them all over the console. Uh, that is, that's we'll very get, good. We'll get most of them back in there. Right. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Right. A couple of pieces be, left over. Yeah, you would call yourself lucky I didn't take that uh, Smith & Wesson 45 apart because that thing's got about eight billion parts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So this is new. This is a brand new Glock yeah, 47. Br- brand new millimeter. offering from Glock. I think it's the most recent model that they've released. Is yeah, the shot, model 47. Show, yeah. shot show announcement, pre-shot show announcement. It's it's a optics-ready uh, Glock. It looks like a Glock. It feels a lot like a Glock. You know, we, it's consistent trigger. I, lamp, um, I lampoon them, but, man, they're just workhorses. It's just I, a, I shoot yeah. Glocks. I like Glocks. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not sexy. They're not beautiful. Oh, God, nothing about them is. But, well. man, it just, it just works every time. Yeah. And it, it's what's given them the, you know, yeah. such penetration into the law enforcement market mm-hmm. and globally. Consistent um, factory is, trigger. Yeah. Pick this Glock up, pick this Glock up over there, and this Glock up over there. And if you haven't done anything to them, it's all the all, same. It's all the same. Just going to work every time. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I tell you is, even if you're going to put a red dot on this, change out the factory sights to what you like. Right. Yeah. Because that's it. That's, yeah. Yeah. And you're fine. You're good to go. So yeah, that should be Glock's new model. It shouldn't be. Shouldn't be Glock perfection. It just should be Glock. Good to go. Good to go. Yep. Yeah. Good to go. Good yeah. To go. Well, that would be easier to remember than some of the other <laughs> nomenclature they've come up with. Uh, it, it, by the way, if you've got questions, uh, feel free to give us a call, 800-529-5572. Uh, there's a, a piece at uh, MRC-TV. It's probably a logical conclusion. If you break into somebody's house, you might end up being shot by the homeowner. This is from the uh, Haines City, Florida, police chief uh, talking to the press. He was discussing the shooting of 27-year-old uh, Tyreek Termine Washington 
who was hospitalized with multiple non-life-threatening uh, gunshot wounds. Um, investigators are still looking for another suspect. And according to the police department, the homeowner, who had a concealed weapons permit, came home to find the intruders inside his home and fired his gun, hitting one of them. When's the last time uh, you heard of a permit holder going out and committing a crime, committing a murder w- with that gun? Can you can you can you guys think of a, a time? Um, That's pretty rare. Yeah, I, I don't. I I, well, and that would be something that the press would absolutely trumpet, yeah, right? If it not happened, like it's being hidden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to bury that story. They're going to they're going to trumpet that story because it forwards their anti gun agenda. So, uh, based off that, uh, since I never heard of it happening, it's it's got to be rare. So why do they keep vilifying us? Because I they, mean, if it never they, happens, they don't think we sh- that civilians should have firearms. Yeah, statistically. And we've pointed this out in the program in the past. Concealed carry permit holders commit fewer crimes than police officers do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why they keep vilifying us and acting like we're the bane of their existence when, in fact, one day one of us may preserve their existence. That's frustrating. That's all. Just plain frustrating. All right. Uh, we're up against the clock. We've got to take a quick break. We're going to come back, wrap it up. You're listening to Gary on Gun. Political opportunists on the left coming after your guns. National Rifle Association warned this week that the new wave of demands from gun control lobby reveal their aim is to use the recent wave of mass shootings uh, to remove the rights of Americans to own a firearm. The NRA's warning came after a coalition of 117 groups sent a letter to President Biden that demanded a series of actions to limit Rising levels of gun violence. There have been more than 1,500 non-suicide deaths from guns uh, since uh, since New Year. Along with 52 mass shootings, six mass murders, according to the Gun Violence Archive, whom you can't really trust. Uh, Amy Hunter, the uh, director of media relations for the NRA, said the groups pressuring Biden are going to continue to uh, so until the rights of uh, uh, they'll do it until the rights of law-abiding citizens are stripped away, and more than likely he will try. I don't see much success there. If you just turn the radio on, it's Gary on guns. We've got Larry Wayland in from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, and we've got Scott Van Kirk, former law enforcement firearms trainer, uh, sometime guest host and co-host of Gary on Guns. Uh, also, uh, a story out of Canada because apparently Canadian off. Huh? Canadia. That's what. That's actually how we pronounce it. Canadia. That's well. You people in Wisconsin don't know how to speak anyway, so <laughs> be a surprise. Uh, so hey, we, will... hey, we speak the king's English. It just so happens that our king is from Scandinavia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about nineteen uh, elevens earlier, and uh, I I got that para ordnance P fourteen forty five, and I just love that gun. Uh, and Gwen and I go out now every weekend. Uh, after the gun show, we go out shooting, and I run about 100 rounds through it, and I absolutely love this thing. Is there anybody else making a double stack uh, in, in that 1911 form, Larry? Um, yeah, the uh, Staccato family oh, yeah. um, has the, you know, the, the uh, STI 2011s um, mm-hmm. do a double stack um 1911 the, 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 in 940 and, and in 45. The, the Staccato. The modern 
evolution of the 1911. Yeah. yeah. You're going to make fun of me again. I can hear no, it. No, I can no, feel no. it coming. No. <laughs> no. I can see it from a no. mile away. No. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys in the know who are running those staccato versions of the 1911, and they are really... Um, I mean, uh, the Lamborghini of the 1911. I don't yeah. have a better word for it. Yeah, they're they're crazy. Those things are crazy good. Yeah, th- this it is a large uh, firearm, uh, but I've got a large hand, uh, and I'm uh, and, it, and it's pretty comfortable for me. I don't know if this would do for you know the average person, but I absolutely love this thing. It's really accurate. Uh, it's nice to know that I'm not going to run out in uh, you know in seven rounds. It's probably really accurate when Gwen shoots it. More say, accurate, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. Yeah. But that's why I won't let her shoot I'm glad, anymore. I'm glad Gwen's getting some use out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, I hate you guys. Both <laughs> Honestly. I wish you early transmission failure on, on your way to opening up Modern Army. <laughs> Thanks. At, At the, the Brown, Brown Station, Station location. location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently up in Canada, um, they had uh, this uh, firearms laws, and they... they they apparently overstepped their boundaries. The government is scrapping clauses that effectively would have banned any rifle or shotgun that could accept a magazine with more than five rounds, whether it actually had a magazine or not. They also intended to ban long guns that generate more than 10,000 joules of energy or any gun with a muzzle wider than 20 millimeters. Two rules that would have rendered... Apparently, that would have just about done it for uh, for rifles. Um, I would think so. Yeah, just yeah. To... So basically, just non-compliance. They wrote they wrote a law that nobody was going to follow, so mm-hmm. they decided to scrap the law. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, well, no one's going to pay attention to this. Well, didn't they get a? They got a bunch of pushback from the western part of the country. Yeah, western the, Canada, basically everyone said the it. non-city part of Canada. Yeah, said, they all, no. They, they said no, not <laughs> no, today. No, yeah, f, <laughs> yeah. f you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have a Second Amendment, but come and get yeah. it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, a a lot of the law enforcement <laughs> uh, people up there said, uh, "No, we're not enforcing. Not, not this. enforcing that." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the and, mass lack of infor- uh, enforcement for Illinois and their yeah. uh, draconian gr- gun, gun grab. Um, you know, all but, what, three county sheriffs said, no, no sorry, not, not going to. Not going to be uh, not, enforced no. here. Yeah. But they keep trying. They just, they're just so tenacious. They're not, smarter it, than us, Gary. We just, we just got to give in. Are you saying that? Oh, wait, no, we're, we're not going to give in. We're too right. stupid? <laughs> That's what they think, yeah. You know, it, it seems like a child. Bruin has created a challenge for them. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Yeah, the whole right, Constitution's nah. getting in the way of their lawmaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, Bruin has created a challenge for them, but remember that challenge, we... As American taxpayers are paying for both sides to battle that out. Yeah, I always remember that. Yeah, we got to we got to yeah. raise the funds to sue when they do something that's unconstitutional, and then we're paying their attorneys to defend their unconstitutional conduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds fair. Yeah, that, that seems sounds, about right. That like a great idea, doesn't it? Yeah, but it, it, it's not. It's not like they just are looking to. Uh, save lives or, or write laws that they're, they're not trying to find laws that are compliant they're trying to find ways to push the envelope to push the envelope yeah. to establish a different uh a different a dif- norm a different level of what is actually considered to be constitutional compliant it's, it's just yeah. 
It's like a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they're they're not giving it up. They're just going to keep pushing and keep pushing. If only we had passed some laws at the national level that protected our rights as gun owners during any one of, I don't know, the last half dozen Republican administrations, maybe we'd be doing a little bit better. Yeah, we, we kind of touched on that earlier. It's disappointing the things that the Republicans have signed on to in terms of gun control, and it's equally disappointing uh, the number of things they have neglected to jump on that they could have when they had the power. But I think there was uh, some mass shooting somewhere when uh, that hearing protection uh that was Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Las uh, Vegas. And suddenly it was like, oh, it's a hot potato. We can't touch it now. Even though it had nothing to do with, with yeah. silencers, yeah. yeah. Isn't there a saying somewhere out there in politics oh, that you're not supposed to use single incidents to make national policy? Something, huh. something no, no. about that. No, 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 let yeah. no tragedy go unexploited. Oh, yes. that's what I was thinking yeah. there. I had that completely not backwards. Yeah, <laughs> completely backwards, yeah. <laughs> no, it, exploit every tragedy, yeah. Uh, the NRA talking about all this, uh, 117 groups... Uh, have sent letters to Biden demanding a series of actions. And you can bet your bottom dollar that not one of them is going to save any lives and, in fact, will probably uh, result in the endangering of uh, of uh, innocent Americans everywhere as they continue to vilify gun owners. Uh, and particularly uh, offensive, I think, is going after concealed carry permit holders. I mean, we go out and we learn the rules. We, we understand uh, the limitations of what we're doing. We don't want to ever use the gun. I don't know anybody that's that's a concealed carry permit holder that wants to ever draw that weapon for anything except target practice. And yet they vilify us and make it seem as though we are the uh, the evil on the planet. It's frustrating. We're running out of time, Larry, but I want you to go very quickly through the firearms that you brought into the studio with us today so people can... A really fast recap. So we brought in the, the rugged Obsidian 9mm silencer available at Modern Arms. We brought in the Springfield XDM in 9mm uh, with the uh, threaded barrel and the uh, extended uh, sights and optics ready. We brought in the brand new Glock 47 9mm. That's really the one you should come see is the Glock 47. Yep. You, you didn't say anything about the Sullenser. The, the Sullenser, yeah. yeah. I, my, my keyboarding skills. <laughs> Brown Gosh, Station thanks. location. Thanks, guys, for being with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Grandbaby. Honey, I'm coming home.